0: Minds that plot destruction, sorcerer of death construction. In the fields of bodies burning, as the war machine keeps turning, death and hatred to mankind.
1: Here we go, the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia from the Community Radio Network. Sometimes I believe in God, because you get so many little titbits falling into your hands before a show. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is the Anarchist World this week, broadcasting across Australia via the Community Radio Network. My name is Joseph Toscano, I'm hosting today's program. Yes, and if you're wondering what Anarchy is all about... Anarchos without rulers. An anarchist society is a society without rulers. How do you create a society without rulers? You devolve power, you hold wealth in common. What is the strategy to achieve that? Undecided. Different strategies, but the anarchist struggle is to improve people's lives and ultimately create a society without rulers. Very simple concept. Nothing revolutionary about it. When you think about it, it, makes common sense, doesn't it? And that's what anarchism is about. It's about common sense. Okay, let's move on. Now, regular listeners to the program thought I'd lost my marbles about only months ago when I kept saying that Peter Dutton was going to be the next Australian Prime Minister. Well, maybe by the end of this program he will be the next Australian Prime Minister. Now... It's interesting Look, I'm not into personality politics I don't care if he looks like a potato I like eating potatoes It's my staple diet It's chips Not very healthy, but I like them Not that I'm suggesting you eat Peter Dutton You may get indigestion But I reckon Chucky's back in Parliament Abbott's ventriloquist dummy Peter Chucky Dutton, Prime Minister of the Nation. So, I'm not going to be cruel. No point being personally cruel. What we need to do is actually look at what's happening. And we have seen a fundamental shift. A fundamental shift in Liberal Party ideology. Fundamental. And that has been carried out by a coup which has been occurring at branch level across the country for the last 20 years. As the Liberal Party has turned into an ultra-conservative, Christian fundamentalist values party. And now the boys and girls, mainly boys... And the Liberal Party, have their hands on the levers of power and that means they have the numbers at the branch levels to pre-select people who support their values. We are seeing the Liberal Party of Australia, the federal Liberal Party and the state-based Liberal Parties going through the same... Machinations of the ALP went in the mid 1950s when the DLP was formed. See, think about fundamentalist groups, religious based fundamentalist groups whether they're Hindu or Muslim or Christian is that they have the answers. They have the values, and they're very, very happy to use the power of the state. And the state is basically an organisation which has a monopoly on the use of force for the police and the armed forces, has a monopoly on the use of force. They're more. They're quite happy to use the enormous powers that the state is able to exercise to impose their values on you. For years, Christian fundamentalist parties like Family First and a few others attempted to form their own base. For years, groups like the Institute of Private Affairs, I will never use the word public to describe the private machinations of the Institute of Private Affairs, Masquerade Institute of Public Affairs, I just used the word public, for years they've been branch stacking and we now have almost a half of the members of the Parliamentary Liberal Party federally who are either current members of the Institute of Private Affairs or former members of the Institute of Private Affairs, an ultra-conservative economic organisation set up through the funds of billionaires like Murdoch and Reinhardt to ensure that that 1% of society that owns the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication continues continue to exercise its authority over the people. So the rise of Peter Chucky e. Dutton and my apologies to the puppet Chucky, I don't think he's as evil as ideologically evil, as the scum, as the ideological scum that is rising to the surface of the Liberal Party. Now, to give you an idea of the man, the next Australian Prime Minister in waiting is... Let's not forget, he is one of the few people who boycotted the apology to the stolen generations which was read out by Rudd in federal parliament in 2008. He is the man who talks about disadvantaged white farmers from South Africa. He is the man who has been responsible for overseeing some of the most brutal asylum seeker refugee policy implementation on Manus Island in Nauru and in Australia for generations. But Chucky, Peter Chucky Dutton, unfortunately is just a puppet. He's a puppet for these value based fundamentalists who have hijacked the Liberal Party because the Institute of Private Affairs Politics, their politics of increasing the power of the one percenters, and I'm not talking about outlaw motorbikey gangs, I'm talking about the really powerful one percenters, that small section of society that owns the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication, had made the, the Liberal Party so unpalatable Unpalatable to real Liberals, forcing them out of parliamentary position, pre-selecting IPA types to fill those parliamentary seats, that members of the Liberal Party across the country at the state and federal level deserted the Liberal Party in droves, leaving the skeleton of the liberal party to the ipa sausage machine that's right a sausage machine which you know spat out people of this neoliberal corporate deregulation corporatization globalization privatisation agenda, which has caused so much harm in this country over the last four decades. Thinking that they had won the battle, they've now been hijacked by the Christian Fundamentalist Lobby, who is concerned about imposing their values on you through legislation And poor old Peter Chucky Dutton, you know, Abbott's ventriloquist doll, dances before us, telling us that we need to go back to these fundamental missed ideology, both at the economic and social level and cultural level, which has been rejected by the Australian people for decades. I would love to see Peter Chucky Dutton, as I predicted 18 months ago, on this very program, be Prime Minister. Because that'll ensure that the Liberal Party goes down that little hole which is reserved for political parties that have forgotten that ultimate political authority rests in the hands of the people. Not the state, not the bureaucracy, not the government of the day, not the corporate sector in the hands of the people. You're listening to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. Now, I can be as erudite as you like, but it's really not going to change much unless, unless I can actually encourage you to become active. And if you can't become active because you're sick or elderly, who've got responsibility at least financially assist organisations which are willing to take the fight up to these brain-dead ideologues. And on the weekend we had the uh, Congress, second Congress for public interest before corporate interest. And although there was a few little internal ructions, which there are in any political group, The overwhelming majority of people who attended that Congress supported actions and policies which were determined by a previous Congress. And we are in this to win. Not to win for ourselves, but to win in terms of putting back policies on the political, social and cultural agenda by using direct action and electoral politics back on the mainstream agenda. Ensuring the interests of the many are put put before the interests of the few. And we are at a crossroads in this country. We have either let Peter Chucky Dutton and his band of malcontent Christian fundamentalist neoliberal trash rule this country, or we take it back. We take it back. And we take it back through collective action. We take it back by... Having a clear vision of what we want, of putting the interests of the public—that's the many—before the interests of corporations who have extraordinary power, because of the success of the deregulation, privatization, globalization, corporatization framework, legislative framework that has been created, that allows corporate interests to always be put before the interests of the public, the many in this country. And I, if you've been sitting on the sidelines, if you've been waiting for somebody to do something about this, if you're part of the gunner tribe, the tribe that never does anything but is always going to gunner, or more importantly, if you're part of the tribe tribe, that believes that somebody should do something about this. Australia's two greatest cri- tribes, the Gunner tribe and the somebody should do something about this tribe. Well, then tear up your membership card and join public interests before corporate interests. Very simple. We need more members. We especially need members on the electoral roll, the federal electoral roll, so we can actually roll back, roll back this tsunami of negativism, conservative, ultra orthodox, fundamentalist, political ideolo- ideologies, which have. Mired us, drowned us in quicksand. Cultural quicksand, social quicksand, political quicksand. So, how do you join? It's very simple. Download an application form from Pibsi, PIBCI.net P I B C I dot net. P I B C I dot net. Ain't got a computer? Leave a message. Leave a contact number. Sorry, leave a contact address on 4 395 489 and we'll send you out an application form. Write to us at Post Office Box 20 Parkville 3052 and we'll send you out a pub application form. You want to roll back this mess? You want to drag yourself and your family and your children out of this quicksand? which has been created by this unholy coalition between the privatisation, corporatisation, globalisation, deregulation IPA brigade and the values-based Christian fundamentalist brigade, which has taken over the branches of the Liberal Party in this country, well, then it's time to join public interest before corporate interest Look at the crossbenches. Look at the Senate crossbenches. What a mealy-mouthed bunch of losers. Fundamentalists, ultra-rightists, extraordinary. Is this all we are capable of as a as a people? Obviously we're capable of much more. And the in, in, important thing to remember is as you're tearing up your membership card of the Gunner tribe and that somebody should do something about that tribe, and join in public interest before corporate interests. don't forget, we, we are the people we've been waiting for. That's right. Not the Liberal Party, not the Nationals, not the Greens, not the ALP, not the Socialists, not the Libertarians. Not them, one hands the Hansonites, but we. We are the people we've been waiting for, and while we wait in the wings, and refuse to come out on the streets and say enough is enough, this tragedy, this farce, this stupidity, which we are spectators to on a day-to-day basis, will continue in this country. To so the ball's in your court. You can listen to me for another few years until I pop off my mortal coil or decide to pull the pin on radio. Or you can become involved in a political movement and party that has the potential, that has the potential to make major inroads in the society and change policy direction. Listen to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. This program has been streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Now, I've got a few, a bit of unsolicited advice for you, young Malcolm. First of all, i just re- like to remind young Malcolm that Murdoch was in town last week. It is inter- interesting to see that good old Rupert, good old Rupert, is still pulling Abbott's strings as Abbott pulls Peter Chucky Dutton's strings. Murdoch pulls Abbott's strings. And let's not forget, the Liberal National Party was lulled into a false sense of security about their love affair with the Australian people through the publication of Murdoch's dodgy. Polls. That's right. You know who I'm talking about. The corporate-owned media, the Fox News, the Murdoch tabloids. Dodgy polls. Dodgy news polls, which gave Mr Turnbull the appearance that he could maybe rest a seat away from the Labour Party. Extraordinary. Extraordinary, just extraordinary So Malcolm, you want to survive as Prime Minister And I personally prefer to have Peter Chucky You know, Dutton as Prime Minister Because what a wonderful, satirical You know, target Good old Peter Chucky Dutton Could you imagine? you got Abbott sitting there you got his hands up, Peter Chucky Dutton's back And Chucky looks at you with that look that Chucky always has. Could you imagine it? But going back, look, Turnbull, you know why you're in this position? Because you've allowed the fundamentalists in your party to dictate policy. Stand up for you and what's left of your Liberal mates in the Liberal Party who support a little bit of you know, diversity, stand up for what you believe in. Stand up for policies that reduce carbon emissions. Stand up for a republic. And the list goes on and on. Because if you kowtow to bullies, and that's all these people are, bullies who want to use the state apparatus to impose their crippled distorted values on the rest of us through the exercise of state power through passing parliamentary legislation. Well, stand up. At least you'll die standing on your feet. That's die politically, standing on your feet. Instead of, you know, sulking off the national stage. It's in the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the community radio network. Go and have a look. at Look, I've got a Twitter account. I'm even seriously thinking of starting that off again. I found it so boring, Twitter, but maybe it's about time. God, the gods have given us the gift of Peter Chucky Dutton. I love it. Love it. A gift. A gift that shouldn't be, you know, ignored. Remember, Chucky's claim to fame. He was one of the few politicians who refused, boycotted, the national apology to the stolen generations in 2008. Don't forget that. That is the measure of the man. That is the measure of Abbott's puppet. Abbott's Chucky. That is the measure. Now, if you find yourself in the city of Melbourne on a Wednesday night... You want to have some interesting conversation or maybe some boring conversation or you're lonely and listless. Well, you're sick of the virtual world. You've given up on Tinder. Well, come along to the uh, open dinners we have at La Porqueta at 392 Raffdown Street in Carlton. And I can see all you trendies falling over, going, uh. The food, the food, well, it's, we get a private room. The food is eatable, and it's reasonably priced. So come along, 392 Raft Down Street, Carlton. 6pm to 9pm, usually start around 6, disappear around 9. Come along, you know, cross swords. And if you want to join public interest before corporate interests, you come along to the dinner, well, we've got application there for you to join and we can give you a membership card on the evening. Very simple. Dinner of Joseph Toscano. Other websites you could go at, pipsi.net, pipsi, P-I-B-C-I.net. That's what public interest before corporate interest. You can go to the Peter Norman commemoration page. Peter Norman commemoration page Because we've got some major events Occurring on the 9th and the 16th of October Which I'll talk about in the next few Programs once we get our Guest list finalised For a Human Rights Summit Which we've organised for the 16th of Tuesday the 16th of October A day long summit To mark the 50th anniversary of the day Peter Norman stood on the dais with Mr Carlos And Mr Smith at the Mexico Olympics and while they gave the Human Rights salute He said to them, I will stand by you. Think about it. Think about it. Also, my personal Facebook page, Toscano for the Public, Toscano for the Public, the Anarchist Media Institute uh, webpage, anarchismedia.org, anarchismedia.org, you can always send me, Emails at anarchistage at yahoo dot com. You can leave pleasant, polite messages on zero four three nine three nine five four eight nine, zero four three nine three nine five four eight nine, or you can write to us at Post Office Box twenty Parkville three o five two. Listen to the Anarchist World this week broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live. On 3cr.org.au That's 3cr.org.au The program is podcast You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au My name is Joseph Oscar I'm hosting today's program And I thank the gods for giving me Peter Chucky Dutton I, As soon as he's Prime Minister I will get on my knees and I will bless the gods for giving me the comedy routine of the century. Not the decade, but the century. As I said 18 months ago, when people looked at me and scoffed, when I said Peter Dutton will be the next Australian Prime Minister. And if you think poor old Malcolm and the Liberal Party have problems, the Groper of the United States of America has got his own issues, hasn't he? Poor old Mr. Groper. The chickens are coming home to roost. The President of the United States, the man who's never paid income tax and proud of it, and proud of it, is now finding that he may soon find himself in the courts of the US of A. Because remember, remember, Everybody needs to obey the law of the land. But maybe not in the USA. Maybe he could pardon himself. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if he could pardon himself? But again, we'll leave that to the Americans. They can sort out their own problems, obviously. I mean, that's the way it goes. They've got a problem. Let them sort, sort it out. Okay, let's move on to something a little bit more positive because this program is not just about whinging. It's not just about giving an analysis. It's not just about asking you to tear up your membership card to the Gunner tribe and that somebody should do something about that tribe. It's all about encouraging you to take action, take positive, non-violent, direct action. Because you see... The state loves violence. It feeds on violence. It has a monopoly on the exercise of violence. It has a monopoly. And if you think you are going to overthrow the state through violent action, in a society like Australia, you need urgent psychiatric assessment and possibly even electroconvulsive therapy. Now obviously they do have the power to destroy any political and social movement but they don't have the power to stop us from agitating. And the more peaceful we are the greater problems they have in justifying their actions. Obviously, we would lose in any direct physical confrontation. That's, it's our very peacefulness. It's about our ability to look authority in the eye. It's our ability to stand together in solidarity, which gives us our power our political power in this country. So if you ever hear somebody saying, talk about violence, I can assure you in 99.9% of the case, there's some type of police prov- provocateur, Asia provocateur, because that's what they feed on. All that money that goes into, you know, the security agencies, all those billions of dollars is based on the premise that they will protect you and I, the ordinary citizens, the permanent residents from violence. In reality, who is there to protect us from the arbitrary exercise of state power? Unlike the United States of America, which has human rights incorporated into their constitution, we have no rights incorporated in our Australian Constitution, and that's why we've had over 240 acts of federal parliament since 9/11 in two. I think it's 2001, which has stripped us of fundamental rights in the struggle for the state to protect our rights. Isn't that wonderful? They need to strip our rights to protect our rights. But if you don't, if you if you don't, if you think I'm a, you know a raving lunatic, and I can understand why you'd think that, then look at the Australian Constitution, and apart from freedom of religion and possibly the uh, responsibility of the state to pay you compensation if they acquire your private property, you can find anything else out there in that Constitution that protects your individual rights, freedom of speech, electoral politics, you name it, you come and knock on my door. Let me know. Point out that part of the Constitution. Email it to me at anarchistage at yahoo dot com because I sleep with the Constitution under my pillow. Well, I used to. I don't anymore. The cat pissed on it, but that's another story. Not on the pillow now. On the Constitu- Australian Constitution. I don't think it liked it. There's nothing about animal welfare or cats. I don't think. All right. listen to the Anarchist World this week. Now, as I say. We use direct action, peaceful, direct action. And I'm quite concerned. I live in Victoria, I live in Melbourne. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know, but it's, it's a part of Australia, obviously. I mean, there are people listening to this program across the country, and obviously many of you will have exactly the same experience as we have here. Now, housing is a fundamental issue. It's a fundamental issue. Even in Victoria, where the law and order drum has been banged long and hard so that 60% of people, Victorians, think that the next state election on the 24th of November, that law and order, you know, violence is the main issue, 60%. Even here, over 30%, about 33%, think housing affordability is an issue. Makes sense, doesn't it? When you're paying 30, 40, 50% of your income on mortgage repayments or rent or you're trying to help a friend or a relative who's homeless find a roof over their head, you begin to understand how important, you know, a housing is. And guess what? Guess what? You'll love this. This is what I love. The second most important issue in the public's mind, neither of the major political parties, either the Liberal, Nationals, the ALP, the Alternative Liberal Party masquerading the Australian Labor Party have any major housing policies I mean the Victorian Liberal, Victorian Labor Party has been hell-bent on destroying public housing hell-bent and its so-called public housing renewal programs are nothing more than an apology, an apologist apologies for Supporting privately owned social and community housing while destroying what's left of the public housing sector. Now, why do I think public housing is important? A few definitions. Public housing is publicly owned and publicly managed. It's owned by the government, managed by the government. That's what public housing is. Outsourced housing is when the government by providing carrots to privately owned organizations outsources its responsibility to provide housing for people who will never be able to enter the private housing market to privately based organizations whether they call themselves social housing whether they call themselves affordable housing whether they call themselves community housing they are privately owned organizations whose major responsibility is to the bureaucracy and the organisation, not to the people they house. They are not collectives or cooperatives. Different ball games. Now, public housing in Victoria will be a thing of the past if either the ALP or the Liberal National Party gain an absolute majority in the Legislative Assembly at the next state election. Everybody says, ooh, what about the Legislative Council, Joe? They can block these. Well, they can't. Because the voting patterns of both the Liberal Party, the National Party and the ALP over the last four years of the state government in Victoria have been based on the premise that public housing needs to be privatised. So it doesn't matter whether you've got a few people holding the balance of power in the Legislative Council. Public housing will be privatised. End of story. Already the ALP has committed a $2 billion guarantee to the privately owned sector in terms of getting out loans to purchase and build so-called public housing. And they've also promised to hand over the titles. They've already handed over some titles to private organisations, public housing titles. Hand over the titles so they can actually use the titles to borrow money. They've washed their hands. And if you've got a very weak or non-existent public housing sector, what we've seen happen in the rest of the economy, whether it's the financial sector, the banking sector, the uh, telecommunications sector, the privatised energy sector, what we've seen when there is no mixed economy, there is no competition between the public sector and the private sector, in the same economic framework, we see all the excesses that we are putting up with today now poor old Mr Malcolm Turnbull and good old Peter Chucky Dutton you know wouldn't find themselves in this mess if basic necessities had not been privatised if energy production had not been privatised if gas had not been privatised, if electricity had not been privatised, if the distribution system hadn't been privatised, if the marketing system hadn't been privatised. And we wouldn't find ourselves in the housing sector in such a difficult circumstances if we had a strong public housing sector. It's very simple. You have competition, And again, I'm not talking about revolutionary change. I'm talking about change that just requires a majority in both houses of state parliament. We're not talking about blood in the streets. We're not talking about sacrifice. We're talking about a simple parliamentary vote in the Legislative Assembly in Victoria, which has 88 members, and the Legislative Council, which has 40 members, to make public housing a priority, create a strong mixed economy will the private and public sector compete on equal footing? Because every time we privatise and remove the public sector from a specific field of economic endeavour, whether it's airports, whether it's ports, whether it's telecommunications, whether it's energy, whether it's health, And the list goes on and on. We see unashamed exploitation and corruption. Because the great thing about corporate corruption is you can't see their crimes on CCTV. You break into a shop, do a bit of shoplifting, Sooner or later, your little features will appear on CCTV. But you've got institutions which are stealing, stealing billions of dollars from ordinary people, but you never see their crimes on CCTV. They're hidden away in back rooms, they're hidden away amongst figures and facts. Which are massaged by clever accountants, so that not only do you steal from the people who are your customers, you also don't pay any tax legally. Extraordinary, but that's I'm diverging. So that's why we need a strong mixed economy in the in the housing sector. We need a mixed economy. We need a strong public housing sector because if the housing market is dominated by private investors, we get what we have today. We have a marketplace where housing costs have increased dramatically. Housing prices have increased by over 450% over the last decade, while wages have increased by less than 50% over the last decade. We've seen a housing market dominated by private investors, both overseas and local private investors, who use our investor-friendly laws to minimise their tax legally. So Australia is one of the few places in the world where you get an increased tax deduction every time you increase your housing portfolio. You like that? What's in your housing portfolio, friend? Oh, I've got five units, two townhouses and four farms. And what's in your housing portfolio, friend? Oh, I've got six units in the CBD, four houses and a vineyard out in the country, Hillsville Way. And how much tax do you pay your friend? Oh, nothing. Really? Neither do I. And we do it legally. <laughs> now, I'm not making this up. This is this is a reality. In Australia in 2018. And then we get, you know, all those homeless people you see. I nearly tripped over one today. I was in the CBD and they're everywhere, you know. Visual pollution. Ah, if only they got a job and a haircut. Things would be so good. I'm really... W- waiting for my friend, you know, Peter Chucky Dutton when he's in power. I'm sure they'll all be marching up and down with guns on their hips pretending to be toy soldiers. He'll fix it all. He'll fix it all. All right. Yeah, I'm a failed comedian, Okay. All right, I'm a failed comedian, but sometimes you've got to laugh. So let's get back to this issue. So here we have a housing market which is dominated by the private sector. You've got a... Public housing market in Victoria, which has been squeezed out of existence. We have an election on the 24th of November and housing isn't an issue. It's all about crime and infrastructure. Crime and infrastructure. Housing not mentioned. Not an issue. So it's up to you and me, eh? You and me. This is a conspiracy. This is a public conspiracy you're hearing. Now, public interest before corporate interests. endorsed the public housing, everybody's campaign, which we launched a few months ago. And for 10 days in November, from the 14th of November to the 24th of November, we will be standing on the steps of Parliament House and on the footpath 24 hours a day for the whole 10 days, put our bodies on the line to make public Housing, or to make public housing a major election issue, because public housing is everybody's is everybody's business. It's not just a matter of resolving a homeless crisis. An increased public housing sector, and I'm going to use a lot of capitalist terminology here, puts downward pressure on rents, and what that means simply is. If you have a lot of public houses and people are housed in those houses and they've got secure, safe accommodation, they don't need to rent in the private rental market. If there are fewer people looking for private rentals, well then rents drop. And if rents drop, investors who really don't give a shit what they invest in, as long as they get a return, will divest themselves of that property. That means they will sell off that property. And housing prices at the lower end of the market will decrease. So here we have a win-win situation. Increase public housing stock. Have a mixed economy as far as housing is concerned. Remove negative gearing. You don't even have to remove negative gearing. House people. Ensure their children have a stable education and not moving around all the time. Have stable accommodation for a reasonable, you know, a reasonable rent twenty five percent of people's income. Rents drop. Deposits for a house drop. Prices drop at the lower end of the market. More people are actually able to enter the private housing market and even leave the public housing market. So it's a win win situation. I hate to use this you know advertising terminology. It's win-win. Everybody wins. Everybody wins, except possibly maybe the investors. They may lose, but they may win. Who knows? They do win in a, in a way because if you have a lot of homelessness and stress, housing stress, which means you're having trouble paying your rent or your mortgage, well, you increase social dislocation, you increase... Uh, violence within family networks—you increase crime. So even for investors, a decrease, the decrease in crime and the decrease in stress, which means a decreased healthcare costs, would actually even, may even benefit in the long run. So the ten days in November campaign is totally dependent on you. Public interest before corporate interests put the skeletal framework up. Ten days on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House from the 14th to the 24th of November, 2008. And why the 24th of November? Because that's election day. And obviously we want people to think of housing as a major issue and say to their political parties, excuse me, excuse me, what's your policy on public housing? Uh 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 ooh, 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 ah, uh, ooh, ooh, ah. And that's what you'll get. At least the Victorian Greens have a public housing policy. They've got a little bit of a love affair for the community housing and affordable housing sector, but their major housing policy is about community housing. Now, our goal with the 10 Days in November campaign is we know we're not going to, you know, be able to, you know, re- assign the Liberal National Party and the Labor Party the dustbins of history. We know that. But if the Victorian Greens... Hold the balance of power in the Legislative Assembly they will be able to determine who forms government in Victoria for the next four years and that who they form government with will be totally dependent on their pro-public housing policies. So public housing Continues to exist for another four years. If either of the major political parties win power in their own right, it is finished. It will be privatised fully by the end of the by the um, 2022 election. So, Joe, how are you going to finance it, boy? All right, that's the question everybody likes to ask. You know, they've got they've got a public service to do all run their figures. Well, I'm going to do my figures, and my figures are very simple because I'm a simple man. You know that. You know I'm very simple. If I wasn't simple, I wouldn't be wasting my time talking to you on the anarchist world this week. I'd be out there making money, all right? So the 10 Days in November campaign is based on one sentence. One sentence, and it is a powerful sentence. It's almost, not not as powerful, but almost as powerful as the Eureka Oath. And it's a simple sentence because most effective campaigns are not obtuse, they are simple. If you use Victorian stamp duty revenue, that's $6 billion plus per year for public housing, If you quarantine that $6 billion that is raised from stamp duty, which is a tax which is levied, levied on people buying a house, you can house 1 million Victorians in public housing by 2029. It doesn't need revolution, blood in the streets, not even direct action, peaceful. All it needs is a majority in both houses of Parliament. Now, if we're willing to spend $20 billion to build a bloody railway line or, uh, you know, a few more roads and get rid of some, you know, level crossings, why not invest in people? Because investing in public housing is investing in people. It's investing in the future of the children of those people who will lead very dislocated lives. So, what's happening? Well... You may be surprised. We'll be continuing, continuing our rallies. We've got a rally on the 22nd of August, Steps of Parliament House Midday, which you can come to today, if you listen to this program on the 22nd of August. But our next rally will be on the last parliamentary sitting day in Victoria on the 19th of September, where we will be unfurling... Our five metre long banner, which has the slogan on it, which is central to this 10 day in November campaign. Use Victorian stamp duty revenue, $6 billion per year for public housing. House 1 million Victorians in public housing by 2029. So take your holidays, put it on your calendar, come and join us. You can't join the 10 days, come and join us for a few hours. Bring us some food and water. Come along. Ten days in November. You don't have to ask your mother or your father or your grandparents or your boss. Come along. You want public housing to survive in the state of Victoria. Well, you are more than welcome to join this non-violent direct action on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House. If there are 50 of us, it doesn't matter. People will pity us. If there are 100, it doesn't matter. If there are a thousand people will take notice if ten thousand people turn up you know and take over Collins Street, we have a ball game just before the election. Think about your children, think about your grandchildren, think about the future. Secure public housing is the way, the best way to tackle and eradicate poverty. And anxiety. Thank you for listening to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. Thank you, gods, for sending me Peter Chucky Dutton. I love him. I love him. And I implore you to love him. Thank you. Once again, you can go to uh, Facebook page, my Facebook page, Toscana for the Public, in Melbourne on Wednesday night, 6pm to 9pm, dinner at the... La- La Puqueta Restaurant, 392 Raftown Street, Carlton. You can leave a message on 0439 395 489. Download the application form, join public interest before corporate interests, Pipsi P-I-B-C-I dot net. Go to the Peter Norman Commemoration Committee webpage. Find out what's happening on the 16th of uh, October and the 9th of October. Don't forget the 10-day vigil. Be there. And remember, we are the people we've been waiting for. Tear up your membership card to the Gunner Tribe and the Somebody Should Do Something About That Tribe and join us. We are the people we've been waiting for. Thank you for listening to the Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station via the good folk at the Community Radio Network. Listen in to the Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station next week you'll hear from me next week
0: evil minds that plot destruction sorcerer of death's construction
1: an analysis you'll never hear anywhere else anarchist Wall this week australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse 10 a.m. every Wednesday. Listen to the Anarchist Wall this week for an up to date analysis of local, national, and international events.
0: Poisoning their brainwashed minds. Oh, Lord, yeah.